Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Elihu Juwan. He is author of The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy, Simple Guidelines to Achieve a Billionaire Lifestyle of Wealth and Happiness. When Madonna, Roseanne, Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, Giselle Bunchen, Guy Ritchie, and Michael Strahan were at the crossroads in their lives or wanted and wanted to delve more deeply into the wisdom of the Jewish mystical cosmology and the teachings of the Kabbalah, they turned to Elijah. He is an author, life and spiritual coach, motivational speaker, and advisor to people of all ages and backgrounds. He empowers people to be the best version of themselves, create stronger relationships, achieve career success, and create happier, healthier lifestyles by developing the spiritual connection. He has shared his vision and guidance with some of the most famous and influential people in the world, and more recently for everyone in his book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. Through his studies and work, he has discovered that cultivating true inner happiness enables one's success to increase and that money does not mean happiness. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and natural ability to simplify complicated knowledge, Elijahu Elijahu, um, uses a multitude of spiritual tools to teach. His primary teachings teachings are based in the Kabbalah. His lectures, one-on-one coaching sessions, seminars, and soul readings have taken him around the world. His uniqueness is found in his talent to translate profound spiritual wisdom into practical advice that empowers people to live their happiest and most fulfilled experience. He is also co-founder of Vital Transformation. Eliyahu touches the lives of thousands of people daily with free online classes devoted to helping people find their purpose in life. For more information, you can visit his website, which is, uh, I hope I get this right, his pronunciation is eliyahuyuan.com. It's it's E L. I-Y-A-H-U-J-I-A-N.com. And you can also find out more about his um, organization, excuse me, Vital Transformation, by visiting vitaltransformation.org. And I don't think we have him here at the moment. I think we had him, but we lost um, So let me go ahead and, and put on the song and uh, get him back. So please stand by. Thank you. 
everybody again today my very special guest is Eliyahu Gian and we're going to be talking about uh, his book which is The Laughing Billionaire How to Become Rich and Happy and also about uh, the organization he co-founded Vital Transformation so with that I'd like to welcome Eliyahu uh, excuse me here so thank you for joining me thank you so much for having me (laughs) it's my pleasure boy this is um this is certainly an interesting time that we're in, isn't it? Well, yes, it's a time to create new things. You know, Absolutely, got to be, be positive, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's, it's uh, certainly a time to you know re- recreate so many different things. So, I'd, I'd like to first start with since my show is bringing inspiration to Earth, um, I always like to try to find out what was for you. What was the inspiration? in writing The Laughing Billionaire. <laughs> it's funny you use the word inspiration. You know, sometimes when I give lectures, I said, what's our motivation, desperation or inspiration? So let's, because we talk about positive with the planet Earth, and we talk about inspiration. So what inspired me is basically freedom, you know, the concept of freedom to make sure that people are capable to find their own positive ability on their own because sometimes we are depending on friends, people, teacher, mentor, guru, rabbi, priest, and etc. And we are forgetting that all the answer is from within. That inspires me. And I share information can develop that can will be developed the person into a place where they can count on themselves and step by step can be happy, can be rich and find the inner power that they meant to have from the beginning of time. 
Yeah, so now the the title of the book is The Laughing Billionaire and How to Become Rich and Happy. So why is it – can you tell us a little bit about why you chose that title? <laughs> well, I mean, we all know what laughing is, and we all interesting of being laughing, right? We all want to be happy. And second, we all want to be rich. The one who don't have money want to have money, and the one who have money want to keep the money. So there is – According to the spiritual understanding of life, we're living in the body and there is a soul inside. I'm not able to convince it if it's true or not true. But we have two forces, two, two entities, which is one is the spirit, the soul, and one is the body. The body needs the money. The soul needs the happy. Laughing billionaire is basically is the individual, us. Each and, each and every one of us meant to be laughing, meaning the soul, come to a full fruition, full manifestation, and in the same time, bring the manifestation of the physical universe. We're still living in the planet Earth. We still live in this body. Even if it is an illusion and we live in this body not for forever, that short time, money is a value because money buy you food, buy you clothing, pay the rent. You still need that part as well. And I saw some spiritual people who are running out of money, and I saw rich people that run out of spirituality. So in this <laughs> book, I combine both. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the, the two don't necessarily, um, that they're all saying money doesn't buy happiness. I think that's, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we really need to, uh, to delve into. So um, when it comes to uh, rich and happy, they're not mutual mutually exclusive, correct? So um, would you say that one would, where, where would one want to pay attention or give most attention, happiness or wealth, or, or is it equally so? The, the goal of life is happiness. There's every human being that live on this planet has to have one goal and one goal only. And if you're off that goal, you are doing something not correct. Something is off. Is the one goal into every human spirit is happiness. We are here to be happy. Those of you who believe in a higher power like God, divine, or something like that, that higher power of the divine basically created a universe so that force can share happiness. Our mission is to receive that happiness. Now, the question, how are you going to receive that happiness? Some are going to receive it money, some receive it by some respect and pride and all this and that. And then the happiness will be split to A and B, to two levels. There is a happiness that lasts for a short time, and there is a happiness that lasts for a longer time. So if you're looking for physical things to make you happy, of course, that happiness will not last forever. If you are looking for things that happiness will last forever, you have to start looking for things which is beyond the level of physicality, beyond the five the five senses, beyond time, space, and motion. And then you can tap into the true happiness and you actually have it within you. You just have to be able in a certain way to discover it. Yeah. So would you, how would you describe the billionaire mindset? Now, recognizing what you had said that, you know, um, depending on the individual as far as, you know, what they, how they experience happiness, what would, what, how would you describe the billion? Just, I mean, 
separate from actual billionaires, which we'll talk about in a second, but how would you describe the mindset of a billionaire mindset? Okay, the mindset of a billionaire without relating to spirituality or without relating to the, to the uh, anything to do with uh, self-motivation, I work with many billionaires, many famous people in my life. So the way they think it's very unique, I have to say. I mean, they, they truly focus on the idea that without them, nothing will work. So, for example, if I will ask a billionaire, what makes you rich? He or she will answer something so simple, and they will say, assume nothing. And when I say, what do you mean by that? Assume nothing, and they will answer, assume nothing will be done without you getting involved, which is sound like not hmm. so powerful, but it's very powerful, meaning that they, they, uh, they claim ownership over everything. So if they want their car to be clean, they say either clean it yourself or either master how to clean your car, and then you can give another person to clean it for you because you know what to expect it. So the mindset of a billionaire is very unique. You know, they 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 born with the gift. It doesn't mean that they will be happy. It doesn't mean that they will master other area of life because we are here to master ourselves to become better. So if you master the area of making money by the age 70, 75, most probably you will be a billionaire. The problem is that you miss on a lot of other things in life, like family, like education, other areas than money. So for that reason, I, say, I call it to master. You know, what do you want to master? If you want to master happiness, then you need to be careful because if you focus too much on money, you might be missing mm. the train that's called happiness. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and that's an interesting, you know, that, that mindset. So they're basically coming from a standpoint of, it's not that, you know, they're, uh, like from a narcissistic that it's not going to happen without me, but it's more of a, from that taking responsibility, it, responsibility exactly. is, is that, exactly. okay. Exactly. So, I mean, those are two very exactly. different um, approaches. Yes. Yes, it's a very beautiful. I mean, when you watch them work and when you watch them deal with, of course, everybody has an issue. I'm not talking about their issues. That's a different story. But when I'm talking about the personality, you know, let's say if we talk about this time, the stock market go up and down. And let's say one of the top edge funds in the world right now happened to be my customer. Okay, so when I need to sit with them and advise them about the mind, I listen to how their mind thinks. They just don't get reactive. They don't let nothing of the reflex just to jump and panic. Just, mm. just stay steady as it is because they master the area of money and how not to react when Apple starts going down or when Amazon going up. They have a certain formula. They stick to it and they just keep going and they make it, and that's that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. It, it seems that you know, in both um, approaches, that it's it's kind of um, like a an observer participant kind of situation. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Yes. Yes. So now you you deal with you know you've got clients that are you know in that wealthy um frame um is there 
um, any particular challenges um, when advising someone who's living that kind of lifestyle? <laughs> well, you challenge me now with an answer something <laughs> like that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Well, there is a lot of challenges, of course, for me. That's kind of a funny question, but it's a good question. I mean, you need to understand once you have good car, private jet, a lot of money, you're good looking, people respect you sometimes for the wrong thing. And you don't know that they respect you for the wrong thing, even if you're genius and smart. Because sometimes we make so much money to get respect. You know, because remember, the purpose of every human being is only one purpose in this lifetime, is to be happy. So some people believe when they don't have money, if they make money, they will be happy. Because if they have money, then they get any person to bow to them, to say thank you to them, to be respecting them. So people hire me, people in that caliber, at that level hire me because of my honesty and because I direct and because I'm not just apologist because of their money. That's what they appreciate about me, the truth. So mm-hmm. there is thousand mentors out there and thousand coaches, business coaches, life coaches, wonderful people. The, the reason they choose specifically me, because I'm direct, I say it the way it is, even if it will cost me with my job, losing my job, being a mentor to them, I will still keep my opinion strong about what I believe will be the best for them. And I will give you an example. So let's say uh, the owner of a large company um, is a billionaire and is traveling on his private jet, he's traveling from Los Angeles here to Vell, and he's upset with everybody in his company and he decided to fire 100 people. He was very angry about their performance. He was right about the performance, the money, and all this and that. And I think, I said, I think this is the wrong approach. He was very angry that I said it. He asked me to convince him why. I said, I will not convince you because you're going to find a way out. Because you are smarter than me, and you're going to get it out of it by not listening to me. But I'm still telling you this is wrong. You are doing something really wrong because from spiritual point of view, from the karma point of view, it's going to come back. You cannot just let go of other people who have family and they will have no, nothing to eat tomorrow. And it was very difficult for him in the beginning. And after I came back to LA, you know, he told me, I don't think we're going to work together. I said, no problem. Have a great life. He fired those 100 people. Unfortunately, uh, they took him to court. He called me back. I introduced him to a very famous lawyer who will help him with that and all this and that. And six months later, uh, everything went away and everything is okay. And he came back to me and said to me, you know what? Uh, I don't know why you say what you say, but, you know, I should listen to you. And I was very surprised. I said, listen, I want to compliment you on your ego check because people in your level usually don't apologize to anybody. You don't have to apologize when you have this kind of money. You just replace people with other people. You fire under it and you get another under but when I see a person in that level change and transform, that's an achievement. That's so beautiful. Because taking a person, they don't have enough to lose and they have the fear of not having money or not having a place to leave. Different when they apologize for the person who don't need me or you, at, at least from a money point of view, they realize that maybe there is more to life than just money. And that gives me joy because then they wake up. And they treat the husband better, the wife better, the children better, their neighbor better. They realize that the money is just an achievement that they achieve in this lifetime. 
but they are still short on all the other area of life. And by them realizing it, they become happy. By they become happy, mission accomplished. Yeah. And hopefully future decisions, you know, or, or choices to be made will be made with that, not, that new personal knowledge and awareness. Of course, of course, with more mercy. Because a lot of time rich people are thinking justice. But there is, there is many angels in heaven. You know, there is angel of justice, but there is also angel of mercy. What humanity needs to learn, especially in this time, is mercy. How can we be more merciful? How can we forgive? How can we move on? Because if I cannot forgive and I cannot act in mercy, then I'm, I'm a miserable person. I'm not happy. You know, if you cannot have mercy toward another human being, it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because in, internally you don't reach your happiness yet. And everybody should try it. Try to forgive your enemy. When you forgive your enemy, all of a sudden you become lighter and you become happier. And it's all beautiful. It's all, it's all better. When you can't forgive somebody who hurt you, what happens? You get stuck at that time and you can't move on to the next chapter. You just get stuck. And it doesn't mean you're wrong. The justice is with you. The justice is absolutely with you. But justice yeah. and happiness somehow don't meet each other. Yeah. Yeah, very much. So now, how would you, I understand that you, a lot of your work, you advise um, regarding the Kabbalah, but also you have um, experience and knowledge in, in other spiritual disciplines. So how would you describe yourself spiritually? How would I describe yourself? Try, you ever went in the machine of MRI or X-ray, you ever tried to do something like that? I, I believe it or not, in 60 years, I have not. Thank God. <laughs> I have God not, bless but I've, I've watched God bless you. So let, me, let me give you a different example. What, what other <laughs> okay. example? You ever, okay. you ever saw a doctor before? You know what a doctor looked like? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ever, yes. You, yes. Good. So when the doctor check you, when they check your body, check your pores, they check breathing and all this and that, okay? And when he check your body, that's how I check your soul. Basically, when people start talking to me, there is, people believe it's my gift. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know what it is. So when people sit with me, it's not just based on Kabbalah. It's a gift that I was born with. And by a person sitting there, I can see through them what went wrong. Those of you who believe in reincarnation, what went wrong last lifetime, what they got to do this lifetime, physically, money-wise, um, spiritually, everything, the all nine yards of their personality. And when I sit with them and I start guiding them and tell them what I think they should be approached, uh, that's basically what I do. Now, Kabbalah is a method that I use. I, I believe in it. It's beautiful knowledge. It's a study that you have to do for 300 years or 400 years until you capture the whole thing. So it's a wonderful knowledge that captures all the other systems. Because Kabbalah was there before it was a religion. It's the first book that gave to Adam and Eve. So I studied that knowledge from 4,000, 5,000 years ago. And I use that information, that knowledge to help me and to guide me to share the information with people in a way that the person will be more receptive. Because mm -hmm. knowing the truth, knowing the truth, seeing the truth is not enough. Delivering something which is the truth in a way that the person can do something with it, 
that's the art, and that's where I'm coming in. To see the truth, that's, that's thank God, come to be easy. I just need to sit with the person for five minutes, and I will know everything about them. But what do you do? What do you do about it? What are you telling them? Are you going to tell them or not? Are you going to tell it to them next week? Are you going to tell them that there is a problem? Are you going to tell them, hey, listen, I don't want you to know that right now, but your girlfriend and the new boyfriend you have, we got a problem. I can't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. So I can't, I can't say those things. It's, 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 it's negative truth. So I have to find a way to make the person capable of receiving information in a way that it will help them. Just saying and becoming a psychic, there's enough psychic out there that telling the truth, it's nice. But what am I going to do with it? So my mission is to take the truth, and through the truth, I'm helping you to change something in you that whatever meant to be the truth is no longer there. And yes, destiny can be changed. You know, even, even that we believe everything is predetermined, you can change your destiny if you behave in a certain way. Yeah, I, I believe it's fluid, you know, a very fluid kind of um, the way things unfold. It's, it's just, you know, uh, uh, so many uh, different possibilities. So now when you're talking about, you know, delivering the information, you do it in a way that, um, well, I guess would um, enlighten or, or bring awareness in the individual as to um, what a situation let, looks let like, me, and then for for them to make a choice after yeah, the awareness. Let me give you let, let me give you an example, so it will be more direct. Okay. For example, Perfect. I'm looking at the person, and they are 35 years old. There is a way that I will know that they might need to leave this world physically when they are 42. So if they need to die with a 42, I cannot tell them that, but I will tell them. What is that they need to do and change about the way they think, talk, and do that the life will be longer than 42? There is a way. Mm-hmm. So for that, for that, I'm using Kabbalah. How to do it? I'm using Kabbalah. How to see what is about their life, that's a gift that I have. So having the gift is not good enough because what's the purpose of the gift if you can't tell a person how to change it? And I discovered in 1992, when I was in Canada, Toronto, I was basically a young man, famous, traveling the world, helping celebrity uh, about the future. And my ego went up, and I was so happy that I know the future. What a gift. My grandfather used to do it. My grand-grandfather, my grandmother. Wow. But it didn't help people. I was just my ego there. I didn't help people. I was just a star, you know? And then I realized it was a lady who came Mm -hmm. to see me, and I saw what I saw, and I told her the truth, and she fainted. That was a Mm wake-up call for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember that that her husband came with two-by-four, want to kill me, for his (laughs) wife being fainted. And six months later, we are best friends. That was the lesson for me. So sometimes fear inspires you to change. (laughs) And the idea is what I realized I should tell her something else, you know, and well, tell her uh, yeah. how to change. Yeah, in in a way to kind of just before the faint, get get the message, but but just before fainting. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I gave her some I gave her some tools how to deal with it, and uh, basically the situation there was when I'm looking at her eyes and I'm looking at her 
aura around her mind and everything around her. I saw that she's not real. She's lying about everything from A to Z. Everything is a lie. When I told her and I confronted her with that, she couldn't handle that, and she fainted. And yeah. basically, her husband, her husband and her came to see me because they need my blessing to have children. They couldn't have kids. Six months mm. later, she was pregnant. And then the husband and her came to see me again. And I said, are you come to hit me with the two-by-four? I said, no, 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 thank you. You know, I said, oh, oh, that's good, that's good. And then we, we, are, still, we are still friends after 30 years. It's beautiful, yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. Um, well, um, Elia, you, I want to take just a, a real quick 90-second uh, break here um, and oh, do want to invite okay. listeners, if they want to call in with questions, they can call in at 619-789-4359. Um, and then when we come back, um, you know, you've got decades of experience, you know, as a, as a life coach and spiritual advisor. So I want to kind of get your hit on what uh, the key to happiness is, Okay. Of course, of course. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guests. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my very special guest is Elihu Jian, and we are talking about his book, uh, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy, and also about his his life work. Uh, You can find out more by visiting his website, which is elihujian.com, and that's E-L-I-Y-A-H-U-J-I-A-N.com. And you can also find out more about the organization that he co-founded, which is called Vital Transformation, and that can be found at vitaltransformation.org. Okay, with that, we're back, Elihu. Hi. Great. Okay, so decades of experience as a life coach and a spiritual advisor. Can you say that you've maybe identified a key or maybe a couple keys uh, to happiness? I would say that I identified the simple key for happiness. So it's, if it's not simple, to my opinion, something is off. So I will say two words about happiness. Forgive and give. Nothing else will make you as happy as when you forgive 
and when you give. Please remember that. So if you're not into sharing with uh, other people, then it's very difficult to find happiness within. Why? The key energy, whatever we make, the chi, whatever you want to call it, you know, we are inhale oxygen, basically. We are taking in something we have to give. You've got to give all the time. But before you do so, you've got to forgive. What is forgiving? Forgiving is basically understanding that you are basically letting go of what happened to you because there is karma, there is tikkun, there is tikkun olam, there is dharma, there is all kind of words that spiritual leaders use that you've got to move on. So if your father left you when you were young or if your mother didn't treat you right or if your wife or husband forget about the anniversary, all kind of things like this that make you angry and upset, when you let go of that burden, when you let go of that, then there is room for happiness. Happiness is a result. There is happiness as a cause and there is happiness as a result. If you want to find happiness as a result, or what I call passive happiness, you gotta forgive and you gotta give. Is that clear? Oh yeah, very very much so. So and you know the a lot of times people um mistake forgiveness as um giving um approval to you know what it is that um you know, whatever happened that maybe requires forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, forgiveness is not about, of course, justice, my friend. It's about understanding that I can't be attached to that situation. If you want to remove the chain between you and the other person that you can forgive to, you got to forgive. If you can't forgive them, you're still with them. The situation is still alive. It's almost like a hot air balloon. You have to release that sack of sand if you want the water balloon to go up. If you still stuck in the ground and you start complaining and getting upset, why am I stuck? Simply because you can't let go of that sack of sand. Once you let go of that, I promise this water balloon will go up. And that's what forgiveness is about. And then, of course, you have to share. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the topics in your book that I, I really liked and I thought was um, I don't know, it, it just stood out to me as being kind of um, prevalent you know, for today's world and, and that was the, the, the chapter on the power of certainty um, oh, and, you even, and you even did a, I think a little um, blog or a little, a little post on, on the power of certainty um, can you talk about that? The reason being is because the one the one line that really stood out at me was that belief uh, carries doubt and certainty does not. And you know, to me, that's you know, in uncertain times, I think that's maybe something we can really look at. Well, you know, if we take an example, you're asking somebody for the time, and they will say, "I believe it's five o'clock." I believe it's five o'clock. What I try to tell you with I believe it's 5 o'clock, meaning I'm not sure that my watch is okay, but I believe it's 5 o'clock. They're almost apologizing for the information they're giving you. So for me, we learn when we use the word I believe. I believe I can ride a bicycle. I believe I can swim. 
Then you have the next level. I can swim. You own that. You you take responsibility. I can. I know it's five o'clock. I know I can swim. I know I can ride the bicycle. And then the third level, the highest level, I'm riding a bicycle. I swim. It is five. So certainty is when you are absolutely sure, you know, that the situation is what it is. And because of that, that makes you more positive. People who are experiencing uncertainty are most of the time sad. They're not happy. In the, in the writing of the Talmud 2,000 years ago, they asked that question, what brings happiness? And the Talmud 2,000 years ago writes, releasing of your doubts. When you release all the doubts, when you let go of all the doubts you have, then happiness will find you. Which is a very interesting language of 2,000 years ago. For us, it means if you make a list of all the doubts that you have in your life right now, especially, especially in this time, you know, what are you afraid? What does your doubts look like? Make a list. And then make another list. How can I have certainty about whatever I experience that it will no longer be a doubt, it will turn into certainty? And then you're going to see what it does to you. It changes you. Become more happy, more certain. Your body moves quicker. Your body is healthier the muscle, the nerve system, it just works beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, to me it was the, is recognizing the, that um, different uh, perspective. And so how would one move from belief to certainty? Is it, is it just um, uh, knowledge or is it that internal Knowing, or what, how, how would one shift from one an to the other? It's an, first, it's an excellent question. Excellent question. Because the shift has to happen in three levels. There is three levels of our spirit. Our spirit is built from the physical movement of the body, the words we're using, and the mind. So there is... I mean, the way I'm doing it, the way I teach my students or my customers to do it, is basically the movement of the body. For example, if you're uncertain about a certain conversation that you want to have with an individual, and right now we cannot do it physically because everybody has to keep distance from each other, but you can do it on the phone. So when you have a statement that you're not sure that you can go for it because you have insecurity, fear, you're not sure of yourself, what you're going to mm-hmm. do is move two steps forward. You try it at home. You move two steps forward toward the situation. Physically, it lifts you up to a place that you are practice, you practice the concept of, I know what I'm doing. I'm sure. Let me go forward. It's only in the time when you feel insecure. Don't do it all the time because if you do it all the time, you might come across as an aggressive guy. So you got to be careful with that. The second mm-hmm. thing is the words. Is the words you're using, the words you're using, and the tone of your voice. Of course, you got to work at that. Why you say what you say? Some people say, "Do you want to eat ice cream?" And other people say, "Okay, this doesn't sound exciting." So certainly, <laughs> would sound like, "Do you want to eat ice cream?" For sure, absolutely. You scream it. You get excited about it. Your whole body is shaking. Then how does the mind look like? The mind has to look positive. Everything is possible. You know, people are asking me, I had a conversation last week 
from a hedge fund from a New York, from a Connecticut. And they want to know the secret. How do I, why am I continue? So those people who know about my life, I have in my life a lot of ups and downs. How do I continue? What is my secret? What am I continuing? So I, I say there is the horizon. You got to look at the horizon and there is always first a new day, always better situation coming for you. If you're going to sit and cry for things that are not working for you right now, you will miss the next opportunity that knocking on your door. And the opportunity knocking on our door is waiting for us. So your mind has to look always into the next opportunity with certainty. So that's the mind, that's the word, that's the movement of the body. Those of you even lacking movement of the body, what I suggest you should do, and this is not for everybody, that's for people who are willing to try it. I always say a farmer is a wonderful way to understand certainty. I worked as a farmer for four years, and when you plant the seed, whatever seed you want to plant, tomato, tomato, cucumber, pepper, whatever you want, there is some opportunity to experience certainty, okay? You, you're talking to the seed, you're talking to the, to the earth, you're talking to the rain, to the sunshine, everything. You are basically becoming in tune with everything around you, and then nature teaches you certainty. And you teach nature certainty, and you become one. But again, this is more advanced for people who are more open-minded for that. Yeah, um, th- yeah. Keeping that, uh, looking for that, uh, looking forward. You know, I mean, it, if you uh, spend too much time in the in the wallows, you know, of what's going on, it um, it sometimes yeah. uh, isn't the seed for hope, really. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, um, vital transformation. That this is a, a, a vitaltransformation.org is is a company that you co-founded. So tell us about it. What what that what's that all about? Vitaltransformation.org offer all type of lectures, all type of session uh, with me, with the, my wife Debbie and others. And what we offer that is free lectures. Some of them are live. Let's say tonight we're going to do live at 6 p.m., which is forecast for what's going to happen in the next 30 days based on astrology. I'm going to give all lecture about what people need to expect at 6 p.m. on late time. Uh, and people basically don't need to pay. You know, they just go there. It's free. Of course, you have to register the emails and everything. That you can go online. But the beauty about it that for all my searching time, when I – study all types of spirituality, I discover that you got to pay. And when you got to pay, some people turn off. And all the other things that the universe has to offer that are quite negative, you don't have to pay. And I look at it and I say, something is weird here. The <laughs> thing which are wrong is for free, and the thing which has value costs money, and that turns people off. Not everybody can afford to pay twenty four ninety nine a month to be online. So... What I did, I, we, my wife and myself, we created a nonprofit organization that we can give service to people through our web. So we did lectures from 2000 years ago about deep subject of Kabbalah. We did motivational lectures for people who just want to get motivated, how to be happy and rich. We did business coaching. We did everything there. So people only need to remove the layers of laziness and jump in and study. If you study, 
This is a promise. You will change. Your life will change. But you're going to make the effort. Once you make the effort to study, things happen. Stop now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wonderful to be able to offer that for free for people. And you're right. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, charging for what helps and, you know, free for that. I mean, that uh, really kind of shows um, just uh, how much we can just availability, you know, that there's so much negative available that we really don't. uh, I mean, many people, even if they want to consume something, you know, it's always chances are it's going to be negative. So that's, that's a good thing. That you, you're doing now astrology. So, uh, you know, um, I've, I saw I read that um, on your website about um, your your work with astrology. So, is that one of those tools that you use, you know, in conjunction with um, the Kabbalah and, and the other practices? I mean, yeah. the, yeah. is is that are the two compatible? Yes, yes, of course. I mean, if you look at astrology, it's something that started 4,010 years ago. It's a book that's called the Book of Formation. I don't recommend for everybody to read it. It's very complicated. That book is related to Abraham, Abraham the Patriarch from the Bible. So the first concept of astrology was based on Kabbalah. Kabbalah is the mother of astrology, the name of the sign. I mean, think about it. Why would you call a sign Cancer or Scorpio or Virgin? You know, what, what was those names about? But when you understand the Kabbalistic meaning of each name, you truly understand what's coming. For example, tonight we are shifting to Taurus, to the month of Taurus. Now, why would you call the month of Taurus? Yes, you can say the galaxy and the shape of the planet look like a bull, and that's why it's called Taurus, and that's good enough for us. And Venus with Taurus, then we're good. But there is a meaning to it. What you expect in this month? What's going to happen in this month? So I'm using these tools. It's, it's more scientific tools. It's not a psychic tool, or many people look at it as a spiritual tool. You can use it for spirituality, but it's mostly tool for communication and mostly tools for what's coming from a scientific point of view, not from a religious or spiritual point of view, because a lot of astrologers put themselves out there and make themselves look like a guru or a master, in astrology, there is information, what's going to happen with the planet. And today, because we have computer, we have everything ready for us. You can just press on the computer, put your date, date of birth, where you were born, what was the degree of the moon, what was, everything is there. And then you can tell a lot about the person because the planet affecting our body. Our body is 80% water. The moon affecting you, the moon affecting you, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, everything is affecting you. So you've been yeah. affected by that without even you know you've been affected. So we are in the new moon right now as we speak. You know, new moon, people want to do something new. It's very, very normal. In a full moon, usually people looking for fulfillment. That's where people unfortunately fight the most. I know the full moon relates to more love, harmony, I love you, you love me. But unfortunately, the full moon brings a lot of fight with that. And this in 15 days from now. So... Just to be aware of everything affecting everything. So all the information and all knowledge that is out there are wonderful, are the truth. You just have to learn to use them. There's nothing wrong with any information. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I like that. And in you know, the the fact that um people were able to recognize patterns in in energy based on you know, 
astrology that are you know the it, it it follows that as above so below you know what's happening above is just reflected exactly. here yeah interesting exactly. well uh, exactly. yeah so I have I have just one last question and that is was boy 2020 is starting off to be a decade I'm to sure. remember <laughs> um, I mean it is going to be something we'll be talking about for a long time. What's your yes. take on on what we're experiencing? And you, and you want me to be positive, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes, I want to go do on. I want you to No, What do I do? No. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, how should I say it? I will have to say the truth here, and I'm sorry if it's going to be a little no, difficult please. to people. Mm-hmm. So, we are... There is a planet, it's not a planet, it's actually a BTO next to Saturn that's affecting the healing of the world. And the world is has been sick, not sick because of pollution, sick because of human beings didn't know how to be with each other. The universe is trying to teach us how to be with each other for real with no agenda. Hopefully, hmm. after we get out of it, we can value that. So what is the universe teaching us? Stay away from each other. Maybe you're going to miss each other. Maybe you're going to miss each other. Hopefully, that will be the result. And if that will be the result, the planet they call Heron, which is the healer of a problem, is right now in Aries, and it comes to heal the problem of connection between people. The connection we have is not solid and strong enough those of you who are old enough in the, in the 70s, people knew to be together with each other. It was no phone or TV or so many shows on Netflix. People truly knew how to be together with each other, even mm-hmm. over a cup of coffee. So you don't need a lot. Right now, we all become selfish, messy, or whatever it is <laughs> until you create a real boundary between people. It's very difficult to create it. So I will tell you another thing. In the beginning of May till the beginning of June, we should expect a little bit of a rough time. It can go either way. If humanity will learn the lesson, it will be one of the best times. Because what happened in the beginning of May, Pluto is going to retrograde. That means the mind is going to retrograde. We will have to deal with our mind. If we will be able, if we will be able to find people to love that we didn't love them before, it will be a great time. If we cannot do it, my dear friend, we are running into a tougher time than this one, unfortunately. And that's why I was worried, how can I deliver this message to you guys? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, it, I understand, you know, the um, recognizing that it's a pivotal time, you know, and you're, you know, I mean, you're right in that, you know, the being forced, separ- having forced separation um, really just highlights how much, we really need, you know, interaction, you know, you know, that, that personal interaction. So, I mean, it's, to me, it was, you know, it's showing that, but also, you know, um, the, even though the, you talked about the earth being sick as far as the whole energy, but also just in that physical realm. I mean, you know, we really right now have the chance to see firsthand, you know, our impact, you know, and I don't, I don't know if, you know, if we don't start making decisions to um, make it 
you know, better like it like it is now as far as the, the health of the earth, then I don't I can't yeah. imagine any other circumstances that would, uh, you know, shift us because this, this is pretty dramatic yeah. as far as what's yeah. going on. Yes, I'm with you totally. But we're lacking education. We're lacking mostly education. Nobody needs to set up an example. I know a lot of spiritual out there try to set up example, and I tell them. Setup example is wonderful, but nobody is watching you. So forget the setup example and start educating people in school. I wrote three books for children that I'm giving them to all schools all over, all over the United States that help kids from a young age to start respecting their surroundings. We need mm-hmm. to put ourselves together and educate the next generation. The next generation has to know how to keep the planet better, how to put the gun down, and, and it's time for us to, to make it as, as a global community. It's not fair for us. It's not about the world. The world will make it. We are the one who miss it so much. All those beautiful right. birds that's coming back. All the water is clean. It's beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and to me, I agree with you. The children are really going to be the, um, you know, the future care holders or caretakers, you know, and, um, but I, you know, and, and in this time, I, I, I can see there will be certain of pe- certain people with mindsets, even despite the facts, um, they're still, you know, not going to shift, you know, shift their ways. But I think, you know, for some people who were kind of um, in between, that maybe, you know, the the awareness of what we're going through now might be that, along with maybe their kids or grandkids, might be the motivators, yeah. you know, to making yeah. better decisions. Amen. I'm with you on that. Amen. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, is there any maybe words of encouragement or any maybe final words you might want to tell listeners that maybe we didn't cover or anything? Yes. Uh, I say it in every TV and radio show lately. I tell people to make a promise when all this is going to go away. I want you to dance. And I want you to dance outside of your house. And you have to choose a location. Where are you going to dance when all of this is going to be over? I know that I, I chose a street. It's Cannon Drive. It's a very public place where I'm going to dance with my wife there when everything's going to be over. And I'm going to make sure it's on film and video. So <laughs> dancing, dancing makes other people happy. Smiling makes other people happy. Inject a dance doesn't cost you anything. Three minutes of dance, three minutes of smile. It's not a lot, my friend. Just please promise, make, make a promise that when all this is going to go away, you're going to dance somewhere. You know what? I'm not a dancer, but I will make that promise. <laughs> I will. I'll have to Thank start scouting, scouting, out, scouting out places for that to happen. But that'll be a, a, a good um, kind of a task for me to to focus on so well i really want to thank you for your time today um elihu thank it's you. really been a lot of thank fun you. thank you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it very much my pleasure again everyone today my special guest has been elihu jian we've been talking about uh his life work as well as the laughing billionaire his book the laughing billionaire how to become rich and happy and again you can find out more by visiting his website which is elihugian.com and that's e-l-i-y-a-h-u-j-i-a-n.com and also the information for the 
organization he co-founded, which you can go on and uh, take advantage of uh, some free lessons. Um, and that is at um, vitaltransformation.org. And also, if you, you go to Yahoo, if you, you know, uh, or, yeah, I mean, excuse me, uh, YouTube uh, person, go to YouTube and he has his own YouTube station channel with a lot of videos, great videos. So definitely check that out. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.